Welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast, where we raise our voices and honor the badass achievements of women in the service industry. Get ready for empowering conversations, inspiring stories, and a whole lot of ass-kicking energy. Join us as we redefine what it means to be bold, fearless, and unapologetically YOU, babe. This is your platform, your community, and your source of inspiration. So buckle up, get ready to rock and roll, and let's show this world just how much we can accomplish. Welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast. I'm so excited to be able to introduce to you my guest today. Addie Keller is with us today, and Addie is on a mission to help others discover their full potential and to live their best self. I mean, who in their right mind doesn't want that? She is an incredible mom of two young boys that if you're watching this, you can see how stinking cute they are right behind her pretty head. And she She has an incredible story to tell about struggle and heartbreak, kind of breaking up with an addict mother. If you've ever been in any kind of situation like that, you know that that can be some long-term turmoil that you have to really work hard through. I know mine wasn't an addict, but there was definitely a very abusive household and just seeing, you know, the male chauvinist thing that I refused once I became a mama, like, I will not raise my children this way. And I cannot wait to break this really like generational curse of the way women have been treated. And so I can't wait to hear your story and how you were able to pull yourself back up and be the beautiful shining light that you are for your babies now and for women everywhere. So Addie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and share and just chat with you. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your backstory? Tell us who Addie really is at her core, not your business, but why do you do what you love to do? Yeah. So I am a mom of two. Got my two little boys, currently three years old and nine month old. Got my incredible husband. We met in high school and I grew up with my mom being a drug addict. And I remember after I had both of my boys, actually, Let me backtrack a little bit. It was after I had my first son. I was sitting there and he was super little, newborn. I'm sitting on the ground, changing a dirty diaper just in the depths of my ditches, like in the lowest of my lows. And I had a dear friend sitting with me and she was sitting there complaining about her mom not being able to watch her baby so she could go get her nails done. And it really just hit me. And I looked at her and I was like, are you seriously complaining right now? At least you have your mom to help you. And she looked at me and she was like, okay, you've got to stop complaining. Cause I was, I was playing victim for a long, long time. And she finally had had it because we had kind of bickered back and forth. And she looked at me and she's like, you have got to stop because you wouldn't let your mom help you anyways. And I, in that moment was like, Oh, that's freaking rude. (laughs) Like, I was pissed. I'm like, that's so rude. Time went on and I let it really get to me. But two years before that, I was sitting in a hospital room getting ready to take my mom off life support and let her go. And I was the next of kin. So I had to be the one to make the decision to let her go. And so my mom had passed away. It was from drugs and her, she was an addict my entire life. And so 
me being the oldest sibling and taking care of not only like my younger siblings, but I was also taking care of my mom. And then when I had to let her go, it was just this moment of, I don't want to say relief because of course it hurts to lose a parent, but almost like, okay, I can take care of myself now. But then as time went on, I was like, totally, I had gone to therapy. I'd done all the things, you know, that you do after losing somebody super close to you. And I'd gone through all these moments and I knew I'm like, okay. And she died one month after I got married. So we were ready to start our family. I, my siblings were older. And so I was, I was ready to start my family and I went and I had my son and I thought I was so healed. I thought everything was great. And then postpartum depression hit. And when I was sitting on the ground changing his bum and I had my friend say that to me, it, it hit me hard. Cause I was like, wow, I guess I'm, I guess I'm not as healed as I thought I was. And so it took me a little bit to get out of that anger and victim mentality. But when everybody was gone and I had pushed everybody away and I didn't have anybody left, I was finally able to release that blame and that victim mentality and hear myself. And that's how I started my journey of helping others and really getting into showing people that one of my mentors, actually, she had said to me, we are the only ones that can heal ourselves, but we cannot do it alone. And that to me was, I I had pushed everybody away. I had told everybody like, oh, well, if my mom was here, I'd have this and this and this, and, you know, constantly played that victim mentality. But once I had pushed everybody away and literally couldn't play victim anymore because I had like, I had nothing left. I was able to bring it back to myself. And that's how I started creating my four-step self method on how to really heal and take care of you. So that, that's what I'm doing. That is incredible. How do you, what, was there something that just like super clicked for you or maybe a step that you took that was like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is the first step I took. I ask you this because so many women are like, okay, great. She got out of the shit she was in, but like, what is step one? Because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, like step one is the hardest one to take. It's like, once you get some momentum, you get going. And I think that there's a lot of women that may be in the same situation and they're like, well, help me add what is step one? What was your step one? Yeah. So it's actually step one is the S of my, so I use the word self and it's to set yourself free. You have to be willing to just be vulnerable and be open to the healing process, because if you're not, you're not really going to be able to do it. And so it's just setting yourself free of the expectations. I always had this narrative of, you know, you grew up with a mom as a drug addict. You had all these things set out for you to not succeed. And to not be a good mom, you didn't, you know, there, I had all these things. So I had to let the narrative of the story that should have been my story go, had to let it go. And just, that's it. Like, I just had to really take it in and allow myself and give myself the permission that it was okay. And I'm not saying that was easy. There was times, you know, you've got the mom guilt of like, oh, I can't go do this for myself, but how am I supposed to take care of them? Until my cup is filled first. Like I've got to be able to be the one to really set myself free so that I can take the steps to heal myself so that I can be a better mom. 
Yes. Let's get into that for just a second, because this is something, if anyone is a fan and listens to the podcast a lot, we tend to go in this direction about moms really diving in to chasing their dreams and working to achieve what they want in their dream life, if you will, all while raising kids. And I know for a long time, and maybe you saw some of this growing up too, it was with like our moms. It was like, well, we have children now, so we have to wait until they're gone, until I can do anything else. Even if it's like they have a job, you know, but they won't pursue what they really want to do because there's this limitation. I'm using air quotes if you're just listening that I'm a mom, so I can't do all of this. How do you feel about that? And how are you changing that so that your sons can see that women can be great moms and be successful and fulfilled? Yeah, you know, we were at Powerhouse Women this weekend. And one of the speakers, what she said stood out to me. And it said, dreams do not stop at motherhood. And I think we, we have our kids, we're raising them to be the adults. And they are not, they're going to be adults a lot longer than they are kids. And so I want them to see that I am chasing my dreams and that I am doing the things. I can still be an amazing mom and teach them things. But for them to watch me actually taking the steps to not only heal myself, but to, because what I want to do is help heal others to chase those dreams and be able to do that. They see like, oh, mom's going to work. She's doing this. She's motivated. She's driven. And... A lot of times when I was kind of in the mode of pushing people away, not letting people help me, and I felt so alone, I didn't trust anybody to watch my boys. And they missed out on those opportunities of having different moments with different people. And I think one of the things is like for my husband, he's at work all week, so he wants to spend the time with them on weekends. And so I had to really let that go and be like, okay, I can go pursue my dreams. And if I'm not here on the weekends to do, like, I'm with the kids all week because I'm a stay-at-home mom. I am with the kids all week. I'm going to let my husband have his turn. He needs that one-on-one time, and they need that one-on-one time without me. And I think a lot of times, us moms, we think we have to be there. We don't want to miss out on anything. But sometimes it's healthy to let them have those one-on-one moments. And so that's, I've had to kind of let that go so that I could pursue my dreams. And it also shows the boy, my boys, that I'm actually following through on my promises and doing things for myself. And they see that as they become older and they become a parent, that they can still take care of themselves to show their kids that it's okay to take care of themselves. Absolutely. I think a lot of times too, as moms, like I have girls and boys. And I know that I focus a lot of times of like, my girls will never see the struggles that I saw growing up because I am such a different mom and it's such a different household. But then again, they've got struggles that I never saw growing up, growing up in a blended family and not having their mom and dad around my kids' dad is an addict and he's long gone too. So, you know, like the kids grow up with different kinds of things like that. But I think what is so very, very important is that, yes, I talk about my daughters and like the example that I'm showing for them, but it's so important that we show our boys too what a woman is capable of doing 
setting a good example of what this looks like for them someday when they grow up and they're dating people and they're looking for, you know, a woman of integrity and someone that they want to raise a family with that they don't think for two seconds, like you're not capable or you have to stop what you're doing because you become a mother. You have, you have every ability to be able to do this because I saw my mom do it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I think that is just so incredibly important. I know we just, we drove, we, we really do dwell on the girls a lot on this podcast because it's ladies kicking ass, you know, but I think it's very important that these boys see these ladies that are kicking ass too, because it really does raise the bar of, of what they find acceptable with someone that they have a relationship with further down the line too. It really is cool. And even though like I remember watching like all the men in my family, they were really hard workers. I grew up all the guys were construction in like Wyoming and you know how cold it is in those areas and stuff, man, they're always out working. They're always doing things. So really it's, it doesn't have to be just a one specific role that someone is watching. You know, if you're a single mom and you've got little boys and little girls, they're watching you as a parental figure that's saying like, there's no excuses. Even if you've been through the shit, you can get back up and you can do really cool things. Yeah. So what do you think in your mind, I'm very interested in this, because when you grow up in a situation like you did, it is very simple to stay that in that victim mentality. And we all know people that have stayed there. What do you think it, it, it was it, the trigger for you that really made you go from one direction to the other? Was it just the comment that your friend made? Or was that something that was bubbling up inside of you deep down anyways of like, I'm not going to be successful if I continue to keep being a victim. Absolutely. Yeah, It that comment was kind of the turning point for me. It had been building up inside of me and I had been, I had been knowing and just been constantly negative. Like the depression was so bad. Everything was just, I was just straight up a negative Nelly. Horrible. So rude, right? But that comment, it may not have hit me in that moment. At the moment, I was like, wow, that's freaking rude. <laughs> but after a minute of thinking about it, and once I had lost everybody and everything, I was like, okay, I've got to freaking pull my head out. And it's up to me because I was seeing firsthand, nobody else is going to do it for me. Nobody else is going to come in. You know, my mom's gone. I'm pushing all these people away. Nothing is changing. And when I realized that literally nothing was changing and I was just stuck, it finally was just like a pull your freaking head out and you have to be the one to do it. And I was kind of brutal with myself in the fact of like, you have to, you, nobody else is going to do it for you. And so for me, it was just that, like, I realized that I am the only one that can change my own life. I think that internal self-love, if you will, like the, yes, the being really critical of yourself of like, I got to get my stuff together here or else it's, going to be a negative and and not a great turnout for me if I don't really do this and really set that boundary of like, there is no other option for me right now. I have to change this. So I admire you for doing that because that is not something that is simple to do. I was talking to a friend today and we were talking about, have you read Ed Milet's book, The Power of One More? No, but I have it right here on my bookshelf. I just got it. I need to read it. (laughs) 
listen to it on Audible too, because it's so good coming from his voice. I always have to like follow along if it's somebody that reads their own book because they tend to just put so much more power and emotion in it. And it's so, it's good by itself, but it's good with Audible too. But it's so incredible in there that he really talks about like he grew up with an addict, father too. He was an alcoholic, but he talks about like how some people will grow up in the same atmosphere and one will continue and go on the course of being an addict and one will go on the course of being the person that is helping and has developed into almost a coach to help people that have went through that because they don't want people to go the direction that maybe they saw a sibling go into. Is that something that's very much resonates with you and the reason why you wanted to start doing the coaching and mentoring other people that have went through this themselves? Oh, absolutely. Because I see so many families that go through and I feel like there's not enough resources for the families. There's plenty of things for the addicts, but what about the families? And I know that obviously they need the help too, but Seeing how two people, like you were saying, can grow up in the exact same household and end up in two completely different directions, it all comes back to their choices. And it all comes back to what they decided to do for themselves and bettering themselves. And they can choose to stay in that victim mentality or they can choose to better themselves. And I think that a lot of times people don't have, they don't know how. They see all these things and they are able to go either way. And if they are in the victim mentality, they they know they want to get to the bettering, but they don't know how. And that's where I think the resources need to come in of being able to help the families to know really that you don't have to follow suit. You don't have to follow that and end up in that same position. It all comes down to what you choose and how you can better your life. And that's what I'm on a mission to do and help them so that they do know how to take the steps to get there to better themselves. Sure. I think a lot of times too with addiction can even sometimes be like in abusive situations too. People will justify the behavior that they are around because they say, but it's my mom or but it's my family and I can't let go of my family or I can't do this. And I think sometimes that's one of the most difficult things. You know, you really have to cut ties with in order to do that. I know when I was going through a situation with my kid's dad, he, he's an addict. And it was truly the advice of someone that said, you can't have your feet in both of that. You cannot try to help him and fix him and do all of this stuff that you think is supporting him, which really was enabling him. I understand that now. And go on to pursue the things that I wanted to do and be a successful mom and entrepreneur because those two don't work together. They really don't. And it's an internal struggle that will seriously kill you on the inside. And you have to make that decision. Do you think that that's one of the hardest things that you see with people that you work with is that decision to actually decide, I'm not going to continue with these relationships, even though it's really harming them? 1000% because there's so many people that think, and I was one of them for years, I thought I can fix my mom. I can help her. I'm going to be the one. If I just figure out how to come up with the money to put her into rehab, but she didn't want to go to the rehab. She didn't want to do those things. And so there's so many times that as the family member, your main focus is not on you. Your focus is on helping them. And what can I do to make them better? 
But if they don't want to, it it's again, like as the family member, we are, I'm saying like, I'm trying to help people bring it back to themselves, but the addict has to do that too. And so you sit and you think like, I'm going to help them. I'm going to help them. I'm going to help them. Well, if they don't want it, then you're just wasting time because they're not going to do it anyways. They also have to choose themselves and choose for their own life too. So I think a lot of times when I am working with people that are like, I don't want to step away. And it's like, well, nothing's going to change because they just like you need to make the decision to better your life. So do they. And if they're not, how are you going to, too? You know, like everybody has to make their own decisions for themselves. And so I, I think as you're trying to help a family member, because it is somebody you love, you don't want to see that for yourself. And that's a really hard aspect. And to really walk away because you think if you walk away, it's going to actually hurt them worse. But sometimes there were times when I walked away from my mom and she was like, oh, my gosh, like everybody's gone. I've got to help myself. And same for me, like when she passed, and you know, I went through all that stuff. There was times that my mom did go to rehab and she did get clean. Those were the times that I was not around. And I just, I don't think until you're in that moment, you think that you can walk away and you don't think that it's going to be healthy, but it actually sometimes is better. And that comes down to yourself and taking care of you too. So yeah, you're the only one that can save yourself from those situations. And I think a lot of times people think that, well, I don't love them if I walk away. But I think that that's not you. You really have to come to the realization that that's not your responsibility. Your biggest responsibility is to love yourself and to be in a position where you can do that the most authentically. And you can't do that when you're fighting demons with someone that is an addict because they're not being authentically themselves while they're in that addiction. So I commend you so much for what you've been able to do because that is super, super rough go of coming up with that, you know, even being raised in that. So I really, really applaud you. And I truly, truly feel, Addie, that the best teachers and mentors are the people who have walked in someone else's shoes before. And I think a lot of times we think, why would anyone listen to us? Like, I've been through this too. I've been in the shit before too. Like, no one's going to believe me. I've had a business that failed. Why would anyone listen to me talk about business things? If you've been through the stuff and you've been able to come out on the other side and want to help people with that, those are the best teachers in the world. So I think that you have some great life experience that I know will help a lot of people. So that's really cool for you to be able to turn your heartbreak into a healing method for someone else. You know, a lot of times they say your mess is your message. You don't think about it when you're in the crack, but man, that can truly, truly help other people feel like, oh my God, I saw that someone else got through this. So now I feel like I can. So I appreciate what you're doing with that because that is a tough thing to be in. So you started talking about your four-step method that you have created to work through and coach people through situations like this. So why don't you give us those four steps? I know you touched on one, but we'll just go back and touch on it again so we can put them all together and how you actually implement that for people so that they can help get on that healing journey. Yeah, totally. So the four-step method is with the word self. I wanted it to be super easy to remember because you are bringing it back to yourself, right? So the S is, and this, you do them in order to get to your point of becoming your best self to really fill your cup so that you can help others as well. So the S is setting yourself free. And we've touched on that a little bit. 
The next step is once you've let go of that narrative and set yourself free is to embrace those emotions. If you are going to therapy, doing all of the things to heal, you've got to feel them. And we always hear the saying, feel to heal. And I 1000% stand by that. You've got to be able to truly feel those emotions. And it might be, you might be going to therapy and might be in those tough, shitty moments and feeling it so deep again. And you feel like it's not healing, but it is. And so you really have to let them in and just take the time. And if it takes time to really feel those emotions, let it. Because once if you don't feel them, you can't heal them. So, and then the L is letting go and let them. I think a lot of times I had issues with allowing people into my life and because I didn't trust anybody. And I had to let go of that and let go of my stubbornness and to really let people in to help me because it goes back to what my mentor had taught me that only you can heal yourself, but you cannot do it alone. And to really, you know, just let go of your stubbornness or whatever it is and let people in. Whether, it, you know, you might think you don't have anybody. I was there. I felt so alone. But when I really started to fix myself and heal myself, I found my community. It might not be family. It might some. I do have some great family that is amazing to me and does help me. But I found my friends, my mentors, my so many people that I let them in. And I kind of like let go of all of my feelings and embarrassment of crying in front of people or doing all those things and just let people help me. And that's helped a ton. And then the next thing is finding your fulfillment. That's the F. And I think once you've been able to heal and once you've been able to let go of all the things, once you find something that truly is for you, whether it's something you do in your self-care, something, a job that you like. For me, it's helping others and doing speaking opportunities and being on podcasts and being able to do coaching courses and really help people that were in similar situations to me or are in a point of their lives where they feel so lost and alone and hopeless that they can't move forward. That's my fulfillment. And do and so finding something that fulfills you and really makes you happy, something for you. And I think that comes back to moms too. Sometimes we're like, oh, like I can't do it. Like that mom guilt. No, you have to, because once again, like once you fill your cup, then you can really work on others. So really finding that fulfillment and something that fills your cup too, is how it all ties together. So is beautiful. So do you walk people through, is this like a coaching program that you're going to be putting together or what, what are you going to use this acronym to do for people? How are you going to show up for them? Yeah. So speaking opportunities, I'm going to be speaking at an event in October called Vertical Ambition here in Salt Lake. And I, you know, will kind of tell my story, just walk people through really how to implement the self method. And I go into each letter a lot more deeply and really hone in on each one and the steps and what you can do for each one. And then with the coaching course, so that's what I'll do, like at speaking opportunities and be able to really just teach on it. And then I've got a couple little exercises that I do with it in person that you can only do in person. And then my coaching course will do a one-on-one session right at the beginning where we meet just you and me. We kind of introduce, you know, I kind of hear that person's story and what they need help with. And we can really hone in on that. And then each, it's an eight week course. And then each week we go over each letter. So the S, the E, the L, the F, and really put into their own lives because 
we all have different lives. We all have different things going on and you can take those steps to better your life, but how you put it in is sometimes where people struggle. Like, okay, yeah, I can set myself free, but like in what aspects and where? So we really dive deep into each letter. Like each week we'll be, okay, we're going to focus on setting yourself free. Does that make sense? Like each week it'll be different. And then there'll be a couple different calls where we just really, and that the, you'll get the one-on-one at first and then the group, it's going to be a group setting. And then the ending, we'll do another one-on-one call to really go over things and kind of have everything together so that we can see how you've taken those steps and if there's anything else that you need help with to implement into your life and really to continue. And there will be a Facebook group for continued support. I am big on growing community and having others there for you because I have been in that moment where you feel so alone. And so it's great. We'll have, you know, you'll have your whole community with the group, but you'll also have one-on-one with me as well. So that will be an incredible community to be a part if you are struggling with the things that Addie will be teaching. Because I know for me, having been married to an addict like that, many times you don't want to talk about it to even some people that even know what the hell is going on because you feel like an idiot sometimes, you know, like for me, so much of it was like blindsided. And like, now you can look back and see all the red flags. But I'd never been around anybody that was on drugs before. I didn't know, you know, I like trust. My whole thing was that I trusted everybody. And I believed everything. And then when you you look back, you know, when they say hindsight's twenty they they're not lying. And you can look back at those things, but to be in community with people that are dealing with the same kinds of things, even if you're going to therapy and, and, and doing that personal hard work yourself, sometimes you just need a group of people above and beyond a therapist that has been through the shit before that you can be like, look, I'm struggling today. And they know what to say to you because they know what they need when they're struggling with that same thing. So I think that's an incredible safe space that you will be able to provide for them. And even really with it being online, even in a group setting, you know, I know they have like Al-Anon and all of these things that you can go to if, you know, your family members of addicts, but it's still very personal thing and you got to pick up yourself and go to the places and do that. And so being able to do that in the comfort of your home with someone as kind hearted as you are, Addie, I think it's going to provide a really awesome community for people. Let's talk about community for a minute since you brought that up. What is something that you really search for in a community of women entrepreneurs? Since been a stay-at-home mom, you're like really jumping into this. I know you're going full force with what you're doing here with your support and your coaching. What do you look for in a community of women that you're hoping to be able to wrap around you to collaborate with or even to inspire? I think that it's all just, we're not in competition. And I think that we all have this, it it was always brought up that women are competitive, that, you know, they have that mindset. All of the communities that I've been in, where I've gone to networking events and met with other women, we're all just hyping each other up. Like, yeah, girl, you've got your business. Go for it. Like, just do it. And they're all hyping each other up. And it's not like somebody I, so at Powerhouse this past weekend, I was talking to a woman that is a life coach and I was talking to her and I'm like, I'm really loving this whole coaching thing. And we were talking and she was giving me all these pointers. 
And I loved that because it wasn't like, oh, well, I'm already a coach, so I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing because I don't want you to take from me. There's enough people in this world that we can help. And it's not, for example, I used to do lashes and it was always like there in the lash world, at least in my experience, it was people were like, oh, well, I, I'm not going to tell you what glue I use because I don't want you to be a better lash artist than me. And it's so stupid because it's like, I can't do everybody in this world's eyelashes. Why can't I help another lash, a fellow lash artist and tell her a good glue, right? That's just a personal example. But I think when you go into community, it's, that's a huge thing for me is no competition. We're all in this together and we all want each other to succeed. And I've seen that with the events that I've gone to is that we are just here to support each other and like really help encourage and boost each other up and help promote each other's businesses. We're all just doing our hard work, trying to do our thing, doing it during motherhood. We're all just here to support each other. And that's the community I look for. Yes. Oh, I was listening to a podcast today and they, it was Lisa Bilius and she was talking to Cody Sanchez on there and they were talking about how if you're sitting at a table with a bunch of women and they start talking about other women instead of their goals and things that they're working on, find a new damn table. Because that is so incredibly true. Because when you go into a room like we were in with Powerhouse, it's one of my favorite communities. I love Lindsay. I love what she's done. And I love her heart behind it. And you feel her heart through that entire community. And it's so incredibly important. That's like, how can I help you? How can I help you? It's a very mentor level stuff for people that are just coming into entrepreneurship, but also very collaborative with the people that are in there. I've done so much stuff with women inside of the powerhouse community. And I hold that one so close to my heart because it was really the first community that I found that I found these kinds of women that wanted to help you and wanted to collaborate with you or give you tips or pull you up versus the cattiness that I had grown up with or really like, I always joke with Lindsay, like I, I was part of the boys club for so long. I was really proud of the fact that I didn't really have any female friends or if I did, they were like my friends from college. <laughs> so it was like, I've had the same friends for 25 years on purpose, you know, and that I hadn't really sought out any new ones. And it's so crazy because once you commit to actually finding these women at the beginning of this year, I'm like, shit just is not working for me the way that I need to. And something is missing. And the thing that I feel like is missing is that I don't have other women in my life that I can even talk to, work with, do things with. If I have women in my life, they're like the women that are on my team. They're not women that are running their own businesses. And I love those women very much, but it's a different... There's a different vibe when you're with other business owners that are doing things because then you can talk differently, you know? And I was like, I'm going to walk into a room scared as hell, but I'm going to go in here and I'm going to meet these people. And I went to Lindsay's uh, mastermind she did in February. And she, when we walked into that room, it was like, what am I doing here? I don't know any of these women. It was very much like powerhouse. It was very like for me coming from construction, it was like, it is a fashion show in here. And I'm like in my jeans and t-shirt, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have nothing to give here. But once you go in and you break the ice and you get to know these women, many of these women hadn't even started a business yet. And I have a seven figure home service company already. I can help them. 
You can help women in so many different areas, even if it's just cheering them on. Because sometimes that's all we need is just to hear that somebody is cheering you on. I'm really finding this group of women. I'd love to hear what you found with this too. Like, I think so many times for women where like, my husband doesn't support me or he doesn't listen to my dreams or my friends don't get it. Well, your friends aren't trying to do what you're trying to do. And your husband isn't trying to do what you want to do. And he loves you and they love you, but they're not going to have the conversations or be the support team that you're looking for. Many times we get a little hostile about that because we feel like they should be. Have you ever found yourself in that situation where you're like looking for support from people that are closest to you and then you end up finding it somewhere else? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've had actually a few family members that are not on board with what I'm doing at all. And that's hard because the people that are the closest to you are the ones that you want to support you. And luckily, like I am very blessed and have an amazing husband that is like, hey, poor guy, I'll come home and I'll give him a six hour rundown of what happened at Powerhouse. And he's like, okay, babe, cool, great. He has no idea what the heck I'm talking about. But when it like, my husband's here all day every, you know, he's with me. I get to talk to him all the time. So it's a little different. So when I go to like the events, that's when I can really like collaborate and talk with other women that are doing the same things. And I've even been to events with men too. And it's like the people that are just trying to really hone in on their business and expand and do all these things. It's like you said, you, it's just a different conversation because it's a different type of support. And so, yes, to answer your question, I, have had those moments where I've there's people that don't support it or are don't understand and don't want to listen. And you kind of have that moment of like, but like, I really am excited to tell you. And like you said, like they're very, they love you. They're, they're happy for you, but they don't understand it. So I think that's where community comes in. And when you get in those networking events and the community and everything of people that are on the same path as you, it's just a whole different story. Oh, It's totally different. It's amazing what kind of rocket fuel, if you will, you get after going to an event like this where you're surrounded with people that want to achieve and do really cool things and see you do really cool things. Because the more women that we have that are doing this, the bigger the pathway is for those that are coming up behind us. And it's not as scary. So I really... Really, really congratulate you on the stuff that you're working on and how you're doing that and rock being a mom and an awesome wife and all of these things. And it's just shining examples of beautiful people like yourself that we can say, see, it can be done. And it's not the, my big goal with that is that it's not a rare thing to see that anymore, but it's more of the normal thing to be able to see that. And I think that's something with our generation, it really is becoming more normal than it ever was that we saw as little girls growing up. Do you think so? Oh, absolutely. Yes, by far. I think it's so incredible. I can't even imagine my mom being like, peace out. I'm going away for the weekend and I'm going to go to this women's conference. I don't think my dad would have ever spoke to my mom again. Isn't it funny how things have changed? And like, there's just no, I never remember one time as a kid that my mom ever went away and did anything ever like by herself, you know, it was like, she's a mom. She's always here. Like my dad would go to hunting camp and that was fine. But the mom was always there. And I was like, 
this shit's got to change. Like my kids just know now. I'm like, I have a women's event. Oh, okay. Well, when are you going to be back? They don't even fight it anymore because, and when they say that, even my son, he's 10 was asking me, he's like, how come you got to leave? And I said, because mommy is also a person outside of being just mommy. And if I don't work on doing the stuff that makes me happy, then I'm not a very happy mommy. (laughs) And I'm trying to do really cool things to help and work with other women. And I think that's really important that we set a good example and we keep working on that. Like bringing them in with you on the stuff that you're working on helps them better understand and want to be involved and learn about what's going on with you. So I think that's something really cool. Like I have experienced with my kids. It's just involving them in my business never makes me feel like I have to pick between being a mom and running my business. Oh yeah. Because no. they're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it it is so good for them to have one-on-one time with the other parent or there's not another parent in the household with just somebody else, a babysitter or something like it's just good because they learn different things from different people too. So, and it, shows them that we can do things for ourselves. And I think when I've gone out on weekends or whatever, I almost come back a better mom because I mean, us moms, we all need our breaks, right? (laughs) Like totally. But I've been doing self-development and doing things for myself that I come back and I can implement some of those things into motherhood too. Not only things for my business, but I can implement them into motherhood and show up as a better mom. So I think it helps every aspect, every aspect. It totally does. It totally does. And even when people decide, you know, like sometimes I know for women too, they're like, well, my husband's not into this. He doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to. For a long time, I would talk about going and doing stuff. And like, I go to these conferences. My husband doesn't go to any of them by himself yet. I think he's starting to itch for some of this himself, but like we go to stuff together. You know, we did, we've done Tony Robbins stuff together. We are part of Brennan Burchard's altar group. We go do that together. And it just really does strengthen your marriage and how you are as partners and, and how you are as parents together too. So it's really is, even if you've got a, a spouse that's kind of like, I don't really know. Leave them with the kids. Go do your thing. They're not babysitting. They're the actually the other parent. Yep. Yep. Thank you. They never say say mom's babysitting, you know? Dad babysits. Mom doesn't babysit. I know. I I refuse to say that ever. I'm like, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. You're going to be just fine. We don't have to cook all your dinners before we leave either. There's a pizza man. Call him. Throw in some chicken nuggets. They'll be fine. They can, they'll be good. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So we're super excited that you have speaking engagements. You have this coaching course that's coming up. If people want to learn more about the coaching course that's going to be coming out, where's the best place for them to find you? Uh, They can find me on Instagram. I share about it on there and we'll announce when it's ready to the, it'll, it'll be about second week in October when I launch it. So yeah, just follow me on Instagram. It's Addie, A-D-I-U Keller, K-E-L-L-E-R. And they can just find me on there and message me if you have questions. Everything will just be on there. So Excellent. And we'll put links to all of that in the show notes. So it makes it nice and easy for you to be able to go find Addie and follow her. I want to thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your wisdom and really 
I know this is heartstrings attached work that you were doing there because even for me to talk about it, having been through it before, it really is still like a raw emotional thing for a lot of people that go through it. So I really do appreciate that you continue to be able to work with people because a lot of times people will get through it and then they're like, I'm good. I'm good. And it really does take a special heart to be able to help pull other people around to this is possible and the things that you've been able to do. So it really is incredible work that you're doing there. So I do appreciate that. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Your words mean so much to me and that it just, thank you. I really appreciate it. Of course, of course. So we've got our grand finale question that I always ask everybody at the end of the podcast, because as we wrap up this chat, I always find it very interesting how people resonate with the phrase ladies kicking ass. So if I were to ask you, Addie, what does the term ladies kicking ass mean to you in your life? For me, it's showing my boys like mama can do it. Like I don't have to be. And there's, it goes back to that saying that dreams don't end at motherhood. I can still full force kick ass at my business, kick ass at helping people, but still be an amazing mom. And to me, that's, I can do it all and just show them that it can be done. It's beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you so much for your time today, Addie. I really do appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for being part of the Ladies Kicking Ass community. Cheers to all you badass women out there. Keep rocking your power, igniting your fire, and making waves in the service industry. If you loved today's episode, please do me a quick favor. Take a screenshot, post it, and tag us at Ladies Kicking Ass. Be sure to include the link to your favorite episode. Your support in spreading the word means the world to us as we aim to empower even more women. Hit that subscribe button to stay tuned for more kick-ass episodes. And don't forget, a five-star review is the ultimate high five. Connect with us on social media. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you for being part of our tribe. Now go kick some serious ass, lady.